0: Good evening, Black Lives Matter. While we cannot begin to understand the struggles of Black Americans, we do want you to know that we stand with you.
1: Thank you. Yes, uh, good evening, everyone. Um, we're back for another variety hour. Um, it just hey, hey. it, didn't, yeah. feel, it hour. didn't feel appropriate to come in with our usual mirth and merriment, uh, considering everything that's going on. Uh, if you're listening to this because it's podcast days, many years in the future. Uh, what is it today? It's, uh, June 10th, 2020, Google, you know, <laughs> or whatever is around when you listen yeah. to this. Um, but you know, some things are going on. We didn't do an episode last week because even more things were going on and, uh, but things are going to continue to go on hopefully. And, and we, we just want, we can't stop what we're doing because other things are also happening. And we wanted to know, wanted everyone to know that we're behind what's happening and, mm-hmm. We just wanted to give we're some not space. We're behind what's happening, No, but no. we, we okay. are yes. We, we are supportive. Thank you for clarifying. I was trying to choose words carefully, but that uh, yeah. was a little ambiguous.
0: <laughs> well, obviously,
2: we're going to have more to say this week about it. Um, should we introduce ourselves first? Sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. I'm Harlow.
2: I'm Mackie. Hi, I'm BJ.
3: I'm Chuck.
1: Yeah. Uh, and yes, this is probably not going to be the normal episode we typically do, because we have some things to talk about obviously we're we not we're not the most qualified people in the world to qual- talk about certain things so we're going to just talk about what we've experienced and how it pertains to what we've been doing kind of like what we've been doing with this show so we're going to kind of keep it relegated to that mostly so again if, if certain basic facts like uh being racist is shitty offends you just fucking push stop delete and unsubscribe <laughs> we don't fucking want you around. It's that fucking plain and simple. So if that's a, if that basic concept offends you, stop Mm -hmm. listening, stop hate listening, stop everything. Just go the fuck away (laughs) forever. Easy. That, that one's a blanket, easy statement to make.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And it's a mutually beneficial thing. Your life will be better and so will
1: ours. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's easy. I mean, that's not a hot take. That's a, that's a take. That's a normal to it's cold. It's it's should be the standard take. Like the coldest of take, you know, That should be on the dollar bill. Don't be racist. The absolute Mm -hmm. absolute zero of takes. So... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... I like it. So cold that it's immovable. Don't be racist. So, Mm -hmm. that being said, um, we have experienced some things and I think I'm going to pass the mic over to Mr. BJ to Mm -hmm. talk about mostly what uh, he took part in. So, go ahead. Okay.
0: Um, Well... Uh, most of you don't follow me on Facebook, and a lot of you aren't on Facebook anymore, but um, the after the first Saturday, I, after George Floyd's murder, once protests started hitting the streets and a lot more information about things in general started to come out, like, I've been mad about this shit for a while, and I've been vocal of, to a degree about, you know, the fact that this shit needs to stop, you know, the, um, brutality of police on, on black Americans is, um, has been going on for 400 fucking years. Mm -hmm. But, um, that Saturday in particular, it's like, I started to get really upset about it on Sunday. A friend of mine messaged me and said, Hey, I'm going to this protest. Would you come with me? And I, it, the previous night, that Saturday night, um, our own sheriff's office had uh, tear gassed and arrested a bunch of peaceful protesters. Uh, after which, the uh, protest turned even more violent. Uh, this time, from both sides, and I was uh, to be to be frank, I was afraid, and so I declined. Um, another couple friends actually decided to go to that same protest on on Sunday and i uh declined to go with them as well because i was afraid yeah i mean um, it's
2: it's been a common thing about a lot of people who've gone or have been wanting to go is that fear of is this going to erupt into something bad you know right. and and it's you know it's <laughs> it, it and from people that have gone you know i think uh jmac one of our listeners was just like it was one of the scariest things i've ever done just yeah. marching um, even though you're with thousands of people
0: exactly and like he was in he's in um i won't uh, disclose his city but he's in a major metropolitan area and it was um you know there's been a lot there's been a lot of more heavy police presence there than there Mm -hmm. is here yeah um but kind of what it started sparking off in my brain was thinking about like i didn't know why i declined on sunday I didn't know, I didn't understand what it was. Uh, I just knew that I wasn't going to go. And so it kind of sparked a couple days of thought and, and introspection. Um, and so what I realized, um, come about Wednesday, uh, I realized that it was like a it was a cowardly thing. Like I I didn't want to go because I was afraid of being there, of being seen there by somebody who didn't share my views, uh, which is the whole point of protesting. Um, being afraid of you know getting arrested for standing up, um, and it kind of broke my brain in a way on like Tuesday night, Wednesday Wednesday morning. And I found out that there was going to be a a vigil and a walk um, on, on Wednesday, Wednesday night. And we canceled the podcast and I was like, perfect. The only way for me to, to like kick this fear in the teeth is to go out and do it. And um, I, I felt like it's, it's high time for me to. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily like a performatively woke individual. I try not to be performative about, you know, the things I believe. Um, I try to donate to the causes that I believe in and try to support voices that I believe in. But I I was like, it's it's time for me to kick my own ass out there and and make, you know, make me go out and do it. Damn the consequences. And so I went. And it was not... (laughs) It was kind of not what I was expecting. It was, you know, it, the plan was to be peaceful. The plan was to, you know, support black voices in the community, demand justice. Um, We have a number of, um, we have a number of black folks in our community who have been uh, shot by police. Like there's one in particular, his name's Jamie Johnson. Um, It was a routine traffic stop for a seatbelt. And, uh, the police say he, he reached for, he, the police say he told them he had a gun and then reached for the gun and they shot him, but they won't release the body cam footage. So, uh, one of the things that, you know, we've been demanding here lately is the release of the body cam footage from the Jamie Johnson murder. But we, we marched, we were peaceful. Um, there was a lot of good energy, a lot of good, positive, angry, hopeful energy. Um, there were some good speakers that I could barely hear because they didn't, um, they didn't have the PA wrangled very well, but, um, we marched all around, um, San Marco square. Um, and there was very, very little police involvement, which I think is the key to a peaceful protest. Um, all told you could see maybe a dozen cops. Um, there were several hundred of us, which was, which was great. Um, there were a lot of folks from every, every walk of life, um, every age group, every ethnicity. Um, I was, I know that the racial makeup of Jacksonville is, uh, approximately comparable to the racial makeup of the United States, but there were a bunch of white folks there. And, um, I was I was pleased to see that, you know, the white folks in Jacksonville were showing up for our black brothers and sisters. Um, So that March was very was very good. Um, uh, I know a lot of people have been concerned about the uh, risks of spread of COVID-19 in protests. And I can tell you from my personal experience that. About ninety percent of the people, ninety to ninety-five percent of the people that were marching were wearing masks. Um, so, w- considering what we've learned from the hair salon uh, test case recently, that should be fairly good news. It's a the, the folks protesting are wearing a lot more masks than the jackasses that were out on Memorial Day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um,
3: it, it looks safer than going to Publix
0: yeah yeah i'd say any any place i've been out in public uh, of all the places i've been out in public in the last couple weeks that is the most masked up i've seen is uh, that protest um so um i did that march um and i found out that on saturday there was going to be another one that was downtown at the um at the courthouse, and then we'd march to the state attorney's office, and then uh, back to the courthouse. And this one was um, specific, a little bit more specific, in that it was focused more on um, more on Jamie Johnson's case and more on local, um, more on local issues, local policing issues, and um, additionally demands for the Confederate monuments in Jacksonville to be taken down. And uh, so that one was at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. And a friend of mine and I rode our bikes to that, and I managed to get 100% soaked and also get a sunburn because it's Florida. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But we started that march at like right around 2 2:30, 2 something like that. Um, and by the end of the March, they had estimated that there were 10,000 people that marched um, down there. I don't know that those numbers are accurate, but they are still calling it the largest civil rights march in Jacksonville history, which is, which is awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. it sucks that it takes situations like this to get people, uh, to get people mobilized for civil rights. Even, you know, even if it is 10,000, that's not a lot of people for, for Jacksonville, but it also is a lot of people for Jacksonville. Um, and again, it was a it was a peaceful, very loud, very powerful, very angry, um, but angry for, angry for change. You know, um, it, protest. They there were a lot of leaders from the uh, from the black community that spoke. Um, uh, there's a gentleman named Ben Frazier from the Northside Coalition here who has been doing this kind of work for uh, twice my age. Just about. Um, and he spoke at length about the, um, about the plight of black Americans in Jacksonville. Um, and it was a really, uh, I feel weird saying this about a protest about police brutality and about racism, but it was kind of an awesome experience in that. I was in awe of what I saw there. Um, so we marched, (laughs) we marched the, the route. And when we were coming back to the courthouse, the tale of the start of the march was just getting, uh, so we basically Ouroboros protested or marched. <laughs> like we, we met up with the, the head of the protest, met up with the tail of the protest. And then once they declared that the march was over, um, the organizers were like, okay, we're done. This is the end of the march. Thank you everyone for coming out. Um, a group of two or three, 400, maybe, uh, stayed behind and, um, it was kind of like a cathartic sort of, um, scene, like a bunch of, a bunch of folks were speaking to their own experiences, uh, in, in that small gathering. And then they went on another march, a whole entire extra march after the first march. And I thought that that was, um. I thought that that was really inspiring. Um I don't I don't believe that anything happened to them, but it was just surprising to see like an organized march went from, you know, okay, we've done the march. Bonus march. Let's let's keep going. And the the energy that those folks have for uh for writing these wrongs is is admirable. I don't know how um I don't know how people have the the strength to keep doing it year after year after year after year. I don't know um, how people have the strength to keep living it year after year after year after year. Um, So that's kind of the, the, the story of, you know, I didn't protest anything for 37.9 years. And now on the eve of my, 38th birthday which isn't a big one i don't know why i'm making a deal about that but like now i've been to now i've been to two um and i'm planning to go to another one uh at the courthouse again on saturday um chuck you seem to like you seem to be really interested in my experience so do you have any questions
3: i was i was interested because i wanted to be there I, i wanted to be there for all of these things um I, at first, I think I was like you, and was I scared of what could maybe happen, but not having any defined thing of what it what that was. But then also because we're still in the middle of a pandemic, I was like, well, I just, I, you know, yeah. I, I I just wanted to hear like a good firsthand account of what that was like because. Yeah, I, I know, but, um, put your
0: panties on your face, Chuck, and get out there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just, I, I wanted, I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear what it was like. Cause the, you know, the media coverage here locally covered a lot of the, the rough nights that started and then it's slowly been tapering off the, the more peaceful it gets, which is on one hand understandable, but on the other hand seems completely irresponsible, um,
0: Well, as Dr. King said, uh, a riot is the language of the unheard. Mm -hmm. And um, which language does America understand better than violence? So um, of course, they get the the coverage. Um, And that was really only Saturday night. Like, I've I've been talking about this with a lot of folks. Um, It was pretty much one one night that that happened. And then uh, the next night, they, they instituted the curfew for one night and that's been it. Like people had to get their anger out, I think. And, um, but I mean, I'll be honest like that, that one night locally that it was bad.
3: It didn't seem like it was because of people protesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's opportunists.
0: Yeah. Not even that. It just seemed like some people in power overreacted. Uh, yeah. I would agree with that because one of the guys that got arrested at one of the protests, um, this, I wish I remembered his name cause he was, I I just loved, I loved listening to this guy. Um, white guy, he said that he, uh, most of his family is black. Um, he, I, I guess grew up in, in black neighborhoods. He has a daughter that's half black, um, and he was at one of the protests and he got his ass beat by the police. Um, even on even a week later, he still had two black eyes, two like severe black eyes. But um, what happened was there was a there was a protest march that ended and people were walking away from the protest, like. We're not ready to end this protest, like let's keep it going, let's keep this energy. And they gathered a bunch of people and the cops showed up and said, fuck you guys go home. Basically. They like ordered them over to the sidewalks. And once they'd been ordered over the sidewalks, then they're like, you got to go. And then they started shooting tear gas and concussion grenades and set their own cop car on fire. And then they started beating people up and people wouldn't stand for it. Like a couple windows got smashed. It's really honestly like as far as riots go, like it's a fart in a hurricane. What happened here? Um, and it was the police that were the aggressors. So, you know, I, I I, I think just that statement alone says all it needs to say about what happens in this country.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I, I feel like the coverage that I have been watching the last couple of weeks, it's like if you're trying to make the case that you are a peaceful organization organization, you're going about it the wrong way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. How many, (laughs) uh, why are you displaying police brutality at a protest against police brutality? Yeah. It's like like, what,
3: what's the proving everyone's point and everyone's going, yeah, well that's what you get. And it's like, no, (laughs) you know, I mean, not to get too specific, but I have been sort of enraged by the, the situation where they pushed down the 75 year old dude in, in Buffalo And just walked away from that man, and... As he's bleeding out his ear. Yes. And it just seemed to me like, I don't know, if you thought he was doing something bad, arrest him.
1: Mm-hmm. not
3: Don't don't throw him to the ground and then leave. That seems to show you in a horrible, horrible light. And if you're trying to prove the opposite... What? I mean, it... I don't know. It's yeah. it's that kind of thing that keeps happening every day. And, and we're just now getting like a live feed of it all the time. And that's why it feels like finally some things are actually changing. Like, I love how fast everyone was like, hey, just get those Confederate statues the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, like the one in England, uh, the
2: slave trader that where they threw it in the river. <laughs> yeah. There were people who like, like. You know, whenever you see on Twitter, well, they should have gone through the proper channels and done this. And there are guys like, I've tried. I've tried for mm-hmm. years to get this thing removed and nobody will even, like, I've filed the paperwork dozens of times. Nobody will listen to me. Like, it won't happen. And it's like, oh, it's gone. Like, <laughs> like that's yeah. the thing that's happening now is like all this change is happening very fast. And it's like, it feels like there's momentum that has to be maintained. Because mm-hmm. if there isn't that momentum, eventually, like, I mean, things... Should have changed after Ferguson and they didn't, you know, like it, if anything, it's worse. And it's, you know, it's everyone, it, I guess in our logical white brains right now, we think, okay, if you're filming me, I'm not going to do something bad. And it doesn't compute to so many of us that the cops are just like, nah, I don't care. Like, fuck yeah. you. Like, like that, that they're just flaunting it at this point where it's like, yeah, just that guy and they can shove him down to the ground. One guy tries to stop and help the other one get like, just, just get scooped up by another cop. who's like, Hey man, you don't want to be answering any questions later. And it's like, it's all on film. Like, and you can't deny it. And then they go out and make statements that, oh, well, you know, he, he tripped and fell and all that. Like, it's just, it's like the blatant lies and the deception and just like the, basically the double speak, just saying. What you saw, you didn't see, you know, yeah. and then right. and plenty this of people. Is,
1: this isn't a new thing. We've been dealing with yeah. that for a little while now.
2: I know, but it's just like, it just feels like every day we get a new case of it. We get a new, a new video that says, yep, well, and that's the thing. That, and that's why these riots are happening, right? Or not riots, but like these protests and all these other things that happen. That's why happened. the riots
0: are happening too.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't want to lump the protests in with the riots. I feel like they're two different things, you know, one that just kind of, got pushed too far, but like, you know, the majority of everything is, is peaceful protests, but it's people saying like, we got the video and these guys still get off, you know? Yeah. Like, like, and I'll talk about it in a little bit, but LA 92, what they showed that documentary again, it came out in 2017. It is basically all the footage of everything leading up to the LA riots in 92. And then, you know, basically also tying it into the 1967 riots in Watts as well and basically showing nothing changed over 25 years and and I can pinpoint like the, the Rodney King stuff being like the first time I was like justice was not served you know like like they show the majority of the footage of him getting beat because this documentary is framed in a way it is just here's a title card that says a date. Here's your location and here's like, you know, why, why the context for what's happening. And then it's just straight video footage, no commentary, no nothing. I mean, there's some music that plays over some of it, you know, like as the riots build, because I mean, the riots lasted for fucking five days in 92. And as they build, obviously the music is getting darker and darker, but the majority of everything is just, all right, here's the trial of, of Stacey Coots at, you know, at, whatever it was, April 28th, 92. And then like, you know, a date later on that says April 29th, 92, the verdict is read. And then they just let all the news footage play from there. And it's not just news footage, but like home video footage of people who were there taking things. But it's just like, they just show them beating the shit out of Rodney King for, you know, however long that was. I believe 57 times they hit him and they all got off. And it's like that documentary showed how this how the systemic shit all led to that where it was, Oh, they're never going to get a fair trial in LA. So they moved it to Simi Valley where guess what? 98% of the people there are white. <laughs> so, you know, and and like everyone in LA was like, Oh, fuck this man. They're going to get off. You know, they have footage of people who are just like, this is bullshit moving it out of town. You shouldn't do that. And then what happens? They move it into Simi Valley, they get off and then everyone goes, what the fuck? I mean, and the, among the hardest things to watch is like, they have footage of basically like just old black guys watching the verdict being read on TV and just watching them just like, just get up and be like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Just like absolutely furious. And just knowing that they couldn't do anything about it. It's like, it's heartbreaking to watch that sort of shit and it's heartbreaking to know that was 28 years ago, you know, and someone like me going "Uh, justice was never served there. And you know, it's like, how many times has justice not been served since then? In twenty-eight years, you know, in Ferguson, you watch for what everything that happened in Ferguson, and it's like, oh, guess what happened As, since then? Most of the organizers of those have died. <laughs> most of the organizers from those protests have died under suspicious circumstances, and you're yeah. like, yeah, what, what the fuck mm-hmm. are we doing in this country at this point? And I think I'm glad it's reaching a critical mass at this point, where there's so many of us going something has to change because this is fucked. This is completely fucked. And it's a simple question you can ask somebody. When was the last time you had a positive interaction with a cop? And if you're white, you'll probably say, oh, well, you know, they pulled me over, but it wasn't a big deal. Whereas if you're a black guy, I don't think you've had one. You know, I I really, it's, it's, you're going to have to go way back to find that. And it's probably you have more instances of negative than you do positive. Right you know? I I mean, I had an employee at my old job. He was late so often because he got pulled over almost every day. Like he would get pulled over four or five times a week. Just and I'm like, what do you like? And, you know, and you hate to be like, uh, are you are you speeding? What are you doing? And he's like, no, no, I don't do anything. I just have a beat up old truck and they keep pulling me over for whatever. Just ask me what I'm doing. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, <laughs> like I like I can't imagine every day if I if I dealt with that every week, if I, I would just want to fucking destroy something. So it's like that's why I I can understand how riots like this happen is, is you know, you you try to do the right thing and do in protesting in a peaceful way. And eventually you're basically told, no, don't bother. Don't bother. You don't have any power here and that that's what a riot is is a reaction to that you know like like you said it's the voice of the unheard and yeah. it's just it's it's frustrating to see so much injustice right now and nothing we can do about it and it feels like this is the first time we've been able to actually do something about it and things are actually happening
0: yeah i i want to tack back to LA 92 real quick because mm-hmm. i was 10 years old when Rodney King happened so i don't remember uh, and especially, you know, across the country over here, you know, in the whitey tighties of underneath the vital Bible belt that we live in, um, did they show the, the footage on TV? Like, oh, yeah. was that oh, yeah. a thing that, that people, oh,
1: yeah. S- yeah, everybody saw it. I mean, even pre-internet that, you know, even if it was saw on truncated- every news magazine yeah. show, and- I mean, even if it was a truncated okay. version, I mean, a lot of yeah. places would not show you the full, you know. Like yeah, I mean the full hours.
2: version, yeah. they just keep going. It's yeah. it's longer than you think it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: I've seen it before. I just yeah. didn't know if it had been broadcast across the country. Oh absolutely. Mm-hmm. like yeah. Um yeah. and I kind of wanted to tie that into something else that I wanted to talk about, which was like the prevalence of smartphones, because there was a time when this could be denied, right? When you your average citizen um out in bumfuck nowhere, you know, anywhere across the country that doesn't have, you know, uh, doesn't have good TV access or whatever. Now everybody's got a smartphone in their pocket. So everybody's got a portable 1080p 60 frame per second video camera in their pocket and 50 different apps that will record video. Hmm. Um, So I feel like we are at this point where like, well, there, there was a point where you could say, well. That just happens to the, you know, the poor black criminals who are, you know, out there being thugs. And, you know, uh, if they weren't criminals, they wouldn't get beaten up. Um, And all this, like the police are just doing their jobs. You know, you do what you have to do to subdue a scary suspect using all this, you know, all this language that we now know is kind of like coded terrible language. But like those were the excuses that you could that you could reasonably hide behind. And you you shouldn't, shouldn't have. We should have listened. We should have been listening for, at this point, 60 years. Um, Well, I'm sorry, 140 years, um, 60. I got mixed up with the like 60 years since segregation was ended. Um, So we should have listened before.
1: Wait, we're in the future? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Since segregation, Civil Rights Act, all that. Yeah, okay, I um, that. Yeah.
1: Uh, we know you appreciate your joke,
0: though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but nowadays, it's like especially in any time like Ferguson and beyond. Even be- a little bit before Ferguson, like there's there's no way that you can deny what's happening. Like.
1: Well, if if you're for getting one, it, if the to our is African like, I'm saying if, I'm sorry, I don't mean about it, but like, if your point is that like you know because now, you know we went from like okay, somebody luckily had a video camera and caught the Rodney King thing to now everyone has a you know something a thousand times better in their pocket, ready to go at any moment. We've seen that for a while. I mean, you know, we've had camera phone footage of entire sequences playing out where the cops were obviously in the wrong and and still were let go, you know, or you know, Got found off. that found no, you know, not, not guilty, and or, or slap on the wrist or whatever. And what we're at now is the breaking point where it was like you have physical, visual, audio evidence. What more do you need? I mean, I just think that we're right. we're, we're at that point. We're we're at the breaking point where it's like, literally, how much more? <laughs> can, can the evidence do you need
3: right well it's- here's well here's the problem even with that if you go back and re- and read the the original report that that department put out about the death of George Floyd it's 100% fabricated bullshit yeah like they thought they could get away with this bullshit statement that he just had oh he was in distress and he died it doesn't even mention that he had a knee on his neck for nine minutes mm-hmm. the the entire report doesn't mention that it's just like we came across this man he was in distress and he died for autopsies pending like that was it right like to think you could get away with
2: that yeah and then there then the uh the state autopsy. That the that the cop medical examiner did was basically like, oh well, no, he had heart conditions. It wasn't anything to do with
0: him being strangled for eight minutes. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, God, I'm sorry. I'm. Uh, he had a pre-existing condition, which was for eight minutes he had pre-existingly had a fucking mm-hmm. cop on his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: well, the pre-existing condition is a necessity for oxygen. Yeah, that's a yeah, pre right, existing right. condition we all share.
2: Well, and, and that's what I like. It's just, it's four cops. You can't cuff the guy and throw him in the car. You have to stand, you have to sit there with your knee on his neck. And I think that's what's, what's driven so many people like us crazy is that it's like, you know, like. No, regardless of what he was doing, apparently a counterfeit $20 bill, which a is a counterfeit $20 bill fucking insane as it is. And that's the, the other part of it is it's just like people just dying over the stupidest shit, you know, like selling cigarettes out of the box instead of selling the entire mm-hmm. pack. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like what the fuck? But, you know, just knowing that all they have to do is cuff him and they're done. You know, like, that's how all of us look at it is it's like, like in nine minutes, nobody could have just handcuffed him and thrown him in the car. Like they had to sit there on his neck restraining him like that. Or
1: it's even even more so that like, you know, why, why even did the arrest occur at all? I think is what the real question is. I mean, just in in so many other people's scenario. And when I say people's, I mean, white people, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, it's just like if, they, if you were in that situation, you would go, you know, you were trying to pass a twenty counterfeit twenty dollar bill, and you know, would be like, "Yeah, you got me." Sorry, <laughs> or you know, like probably get arrested. Yes, maybe possibly mm-hmm. for, for admitting to counterfeit fitting, but you know, otherwise, you'd probably be like, "I just got that from change from somewhere. I I, I don't know. Yeah, where I got did it you at go? The bank. And then it begins a conversation. <laughs> well, where did it come from? Where you know, where did it go? you go? Know, but no, and, and so like I just. That's 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 the bigger problem, is you know, like that that's the craziest thing is like not only are these acts occurring for something that no human should be treated that way when being taken into custody. Obviously, that's Mm -hmm. a fucking general easy statement to make. And two, it's like we're talking about petty shit that you know the the easy argument is if you were white, that wouldn't happen. You wouldn't even be Mm -hmm. arrested. You'd just be like, well, let's get to the bottom of this
3: yeah in so yeah. many of these cases, it is over the stupidest shit. Mm. yeah just it's, utter nonsense.
0: It's not a capital offense to be black in America, except that it all it kinda is like um by the way, George Floyd was handcuffed. They had already handcuffed Floyd um when they tried to put him in the uh in the squad car. He said that he was claustrophobic and he stiffened up, and that's when they tossed him to the ground and and put, their, and as put, a knee put on his knee on the neck. His... Also, it has been reported, not confirmed. So this could be, you know, in a year, somebody might comment on the YouTube video going, "No, oh, you're mm-hmm. talking out of your ass, stupid cracker. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, or, I'm sorry, they, they would <laughs> call me a <laughs> yes. soy boy or a cuck or whatever. Yeah.
2: More than usual. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Um, but it has – so we do know that uh, George Floyd and, and uh, Shithead Chauvin um, worked at the same nightclub. Yeah. But what has come out recently that has been unconfirmed – it's not confirmed yet, I don't think, is that they knew each other well, and there was some tension there already. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hadn't so, heard that
3: additional part.
0: Yeah. So it it could come out that this is more – even more – than we thought it was that this was, that it was intentional mm-hmm. that he was leaning on his neck for nine minutes. Yeah.
2: Um, well, but, and the, and Chauvin also had, what was it? Ten different, um, whatever oh, it tons. is, yeah. citations or however you want to put it, you know. Excessive it, force reprimands. Yeah, whatever. reprimands that were basically all dismissed, you yeah. know. Yep. And, and I guess that's it. just... I think, I I mean, I love the momentum that's happening because we're seeing so many things that we didn't realize were that fucked. And one of them being police budgets, you know, which is where the whole (laughs) like defund the police thing has come from. And it's just like, wow. Like you look at at, uh, New York City, I believe it is. It's six billion dollars yeah yeah. somebody put the statistic it would be like the 30th ranked military in the world as far as, yeah yeah as far as spending goes and mm-hmm. you know and we're all like okay so what are you spending on you know like and I and I want to say it was last week tonight had a clip of the the police chief in Minneapolis bitching like saying how oh they're wasting our taxpayer dollars like they have a an LGBT um consultant for fifteen thousand dollars a year. In City Hall, he's like, "Oh, we're wasting all our money," and it's like, "Holy shit, dude! You're taking like millions and millions and millions of dollars, and you give a shit about fifteen grand for someone to be an LGBT counselor?" You know, like yeah. it's like, and just it's as everyone's pointed out, it's that fucking drill tweet. You know, like my family is starving, please help. And you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, with the candles, it's three thousand dollars for candles, yeah. And plenty of them have said like his ratio of candles to food is lower than most cities police to everything else budgets. Yeah. Like his ratio is more realistic than theirs is. Uh, and that's, that's what I find amazing is like that. We just keep pouring money into a problem that's not being solved.
0: And yeah. Well, our, so we're in the city of Jacksonville, Florida. Our, um, our Jacksonville sheriff's office Budget is about 50, somewhere between 51 and 53 percent of our city's entire budget. Mm -hmm. Again, we're in Jacksonville, Florida, where it is routinely. During the school year, during times when school is in session, it is routinely 98 degrees outside, you know, through August, September and then Mm -hmm. uh, April and May with 90% humidity. Mm -hmm. There are schools that don't have fucking air conditioning, but our police have drones and they have little boxes put up on in certain parts of town. They have little boxes that are put up so that they can tell where gunshots are coming from. Um, Mm -hmm. But we don't have air conditioning in several schools in Duval County. Yeah. They have tanks. They have tanks. Yeah. They got three helicopters, a bunch of fucking drones They have like so many resources and we're starving. Like teachers have to teachers that people setting up the future of our country, the Mm -hmm. future of our city are begging for school supplies for their classrooms. They're Mm -hmm. begging for uh, the simplest things. They're having to come out of pocket. They're having to do fundraisers like Fuck it, man. You want tactical boots? Go sell some motherfucking cookies. Like make make. I would rather the police be underfunded than the teachers on any day, any day. And that's even Mm -hmm. discounting what, you know, what we're talking about right now. I would rather see teachers funded than police.
2: Yeah. And I mean, they've got all the money and they've got basically all the power without any of the accountability. Because cops are not liable for anything that they do in the line of work. It becomes, oh, the city pays out the lawsuit if, if the officer themselves gets sued. You know, there's there's all this protection. Whereas, like, you know, if a, if a teacher beats up a student, that teacher has no career ever. And that teacher's probably getting sued into bankruptcy. Whereas, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, if, if the same cop basically does that to the student, there's basically no repercussion whatsoever. You know, well, it's... The-
0: the it's, teachers' union won't stand behind that sort of sh- that sort of nonsense. Like, yeah. a teacher beats up a student. Teacher kills a student on the job. Um, God forbid. Um, yeah. If a teacher says the wrong word in the classroom, they're out, and the, the the teachers' union will not stand behind them. But the police will, and the police unions will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will back. They will back these officers. And if they don't, you know, if they somehow manage to get fired then they'll just get a job in the county over yeah it's not like it, it's not like that for teachers
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah and, and I've, I've just I've read I've been reading a lot of stuff from ex-cops lately basically saying how the system is like you know it's, it's a popular thing on Twitter now but it's like all cops are bastards and it's like it's, it's unfortunate but a lot of the ex-cops have said like that's how the system is designed it is basically like, like one I read today where it was you know if if they would do minor infractions against each other in basic training or whatever the hell it's called basic training for military but the police they, academy yeah police academy where you know they do like they they scuff, scuff the other guy's boots just to mess with him right before inspection you know those sorts of things and they'd want people to report anything and if you did report it the superior basically read your direct report, said it was from you, read it to the people in front of everyone else to prove like, you don't fucking rat on your other cops. Like shit like that, where it's like, you don't break rank ever. You, you you are, you're one of us or you're not. And you don't fuck with us. And I mean, it is, it's a scary system and it's scary how much, you know, and, you know, coming back to all us being white dudes, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who haven't had to deal with this? Like, you know, black people have been telling us this for ages, and we just haven't heard it and we haven't known about it till now, you know. And we should have. I mean, you, you listen to, uh, look at all the black exploitation movies we've had, where it's just like, oh, they're playing that up, you know. And it's like, you know what? They're probably not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, yeah. like I've been listening to Rage Against the Machine lately, and it's like, yeah, I guess those guys weren't exaggerating, were they? Like. <laughs> You know, it's all kind of like it's it's been there in entertainment, which it amazes me that that sort of stuff has been able to get made so much. And I think it's because, you know, like a Hollywood executive is like, that's crazy, you know, <laughs> and it really isn't, you know, and it, it's sad that for so long, so many people like us have been able to be fortunate enough to just kind of dismiss that stuff. Like, I, I remember the first time I heard NWA when I was like, whatever, it was 12 and I was like, fuck the police. This is hilarious. Listen to these guys. This is craziness. And and it's like, and now you listen to it and it's like, no, that's all genuine fucking anger in that. Like everything they're saying is coming from lived experience. And people like us just had no, or like me, I should say, had no concept whatsoever of that sort of shit at all in any way. And it's like, it's all, it's all kind of out there now. And I feel like you know, with all the Confederate monuments coming down and all the protests that have happened and have, you know, basically those cops would not have been charged had this not happened. I mean, it took them days for just for Chauvin to be, to be indicted. And now, you know, the other three have been added on there and it's like, all right, now Brianna Taylor, let's do this. Come on. Like, what are you fucking waiting for? You Mm know, uh, uh, Got Aubrey, what's his name in in Georgia? Ahmad Aubrey. Ahmad Aubrey. Like, if that video hadn't come out, those dudes would have fucking walked. And I mean, they're not even cops, but you know, like, just racist bullshit. Like what they what they pulled Mm -hmm. is just it's it's infuriating that that we knew we had to have video of something for for charges to even be pressed, and now we
3: know like it's you know,
1: but they would probably get. How many
3: days? How many days went by? A week's, right? That, well, it was, it was about a week, maybe a little less, but it was like, you have the video. Everyone's fucking seen it. Mm-hmm. What are you waiting for? And, and everyone was like, you know, that would de escalate a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. If you would just maybe arrest the dude who killed that guy. Yeah. No, it's indict him. Like, well, imagine what
2: would an ha- indictment ha- like, is imagine yeah. where we'd be if they just indicted those four guys yeah. next day. Yeah. No, like, literally, none of this would have happened. So, I mean, Probably I guess not. it's obviously it's it, if you want to find a good thing about that, it's like everything that's happened since then and all the systemic change that's already occurring. And it feels like, you know, we have to keep that ball rolling <laughs> and not get bored of it like we did with with trying to prevent COVID. You know, it like it, I you want that
3: shit to keep going. Well, we we got bored with it after Ferguson. We got bored with it after Charlottesville Mm -hmm. and nothing changed and nothing changed. And now finally it is consistent enough to where like, like the stuff that happened today. I am shocked. I am shocked that like the brands have come out and just been like, basically, no, this racism shit is done. Like we're not catering to that other percentage of our customer base anymore. Just no, you're fucking done
2: well i mean you see it's happening around the world it's not just in the u.s yeah. it's in other countries that are basically like yeah they're like fuck all of this and i think they're realizing that this vocal mi- minority of racists who are basically like no i'll never shop at you again you know they're like fine don't fuck you yeah. you know like, like
0: there was a tea company right um <laughs> somebody uh Somebody was like, uh, at, at Yorkshire Tea was like, oh, thank God Yorkshire Tea hasn't said anything about this BLM stuff. And they were like, uh, we're trying to leave some space and come out with a statement when the time is right. Don't fucking buy our tea. And that <laughs> yeah. person was like, oh, well, I'll just go over to the other tea. And the other tea was like, now don't buy our fucking tea either. <laughs> solidarity.
1: Yeah. Like, like the Solidarity. <laughs> It yeah. was. It literally was the pun. It was oh, okay. the solidarity pun. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's what I'm glad is like people that just are being shitty towards other humans for no reason whatsoever are
3: finally getting their due, at least online. A little bit of it. <laughs> A little yeah. bit of it. They're getting shouted down to where they have to slink away and stop shouting their bullshit mm-hmm. for once. Yeah. Because it feels like
2: the vocal minority of shitheads has- has ruled the roost for too long. And Mm -hmm. now finally everyone's realizing that, wait, no, this is just a, this is the smallest section of these people. They're doing that. And
1: you hope it, you, you hope it continues. Yeah. Everyone knows that they have to be excellent to each other or they're going to face the music. Because speaking of, you know, there's a new Bill and Ted's No, I'm just kidding. We had to throw in like some movie quota for like an hour. You know, like, yeah. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I had to mention a movie. I mean, for yeah. bad movie. Yeah, thing. yeah. That's I fair. Know, I so
3: that's fine. That's no, how we pay the bills. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, so I I want to <laughs> mention this real quick because this is funny as shit to me. Um, so somebody in the live chat mentions the one angry gamer guy on Twitter puts up put up his list of traitors like oh, right, the people the in corporations, right? <laughs> yeah. And so somebody like there I, I saw a, an exchange about that where he was I, like um, I hear the enemy.
1: <laughs> so what's that? I said I hear, I hear the enemy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Sorry. Yeah. That <laughs> I think that was um I think that was the the JFRD, the fire department. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They're you fine. ever notice how nobody says fuck the fire department?
1: No, Just everyone loves
0: the fire department. Fire, yeah. fire department's, fire department's fine, great, man. Except arsonists. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah well, so they're, the,
1: they're another group that can just fuck right off and yeah so exactly. it works out yeah.
0: arsonists and racists, <laughs> fuck em. Yeah, um, basically
1: most most ists <laughs> no, botanists are fine botanists yeah, are geneticists fine. are fine uh, never mind philatelists are yeah. okay mm-hmm. there's fine there's plenty of ists that are great yeah, yeah. there's a lot it's of just bad the ists bad-ists. get yeah. rid yeah, of the bad-ists. badists but <laughs> the so bad-ists. somebody
0: somebody he made some sort of comment like i'm just going to be over here playing my nintendo and somebody replied to him was like, uh, "Nintendo's on your fucking list, you idiot." Like, <laughs> I love that these fucking morons are getting owned on the regular.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> I just it really is. I, it's the fire we, department. How do we get added to that list? Oh, we might be on it.
2: I don't do know. We, do we need to put a no quarters out that just you know says, "Hey, Black Lives Matter," and and I love that that's all you have to say to be on this guy's list of quote-unquote traitors yes traitors it's it's
0: i'm sorry about the
2: it's fine it's it's the fire department it's all good they're fighting fires
1: yeah the hot fire that we're dropping yeah yeah (laughs) oh shit my kitchen's on fire yeah (laughs) it's really our cooking yeah yeah but i just pj's cooking it's his apartment
2: i you know it's you hope that like places like Denver can set an example in that like they basically pulled the cops back from the protests and just said, you know what? Let them do their thing. And mm-hmm. guess what? There weren't any problems. Strange how that works. But, I mean, I wonder how that – well, at least in the beginning <laughs> there weren't. But I just – I wonder how that works as far as when you talk about defunding and – when you've put that money into other social programs that say, all right, people don't have to stand on the corner selling fucking cigarettes to make their money, you know? <laughs> like, if you've yeah. taken the money that would have been spent incarcerating Eric Floyd in order to, or Eric... Uh, Eric Garner. Eric Garner,
0: God. I've, and and murdering
2: ter- Eric Garner. The, yeah, I am the yeah. worst with names, I'm sorry. It's but okay. Yeah, but like, you know, to, to basically... Uh, put that money in a social program that's going to prevent that crime in the first place. Like, I just don't know if the U.S. can do that. I mean, we already have Biden being like, oh, well, we'll, we need to spend more money on cops to get social programs doing. And it's like, no, like, no, cops have, and yes, let's get into this. Yes, there are good (laughs) cops who want to actually do good. (laughs) However, they're stuck in a system that doesn't. And, and cops have also been asked to be a dozen different social services that they're not trained to be. I mean, when they encounter someone with mental health problems, they're not trained for that shit. They're trained to see like uh, threats or, you know, or people to protect. And that's all they can see the situation as a lot of time, just simply due to their training. And when you have someone with mental, you know, like on the spectrum who can't, relate properly they go what is this guy hiding what is he doing what is going on you know and it becomes a threat all of a sudden and it's you know if you have a proper mental health professional there guess what that situation doesn't end in someone dying and i feel like that's the problem is there are so many situations with involving the police where the outcome is you know the whatever you know you can put on your scales whatever percentage there is the percentage is over 50 percent that this person is dead at the end of it you know, like, and it doesn't have to be that way.
1: Right? Well, I mean, I not that we have the market to actually affect any of this change, but I, I think what the world could do, you know, because I mean, I know the world is like, yeah, us too. We're fucking tired of racism and bullshit, too. What the world could do would be in, in countries that where it happens is I would like to see more instances of, you know, the, the video we, we've seen plenty of horrific videos of, of brutality on on people for petty shit. But then you see something like I don't I don't even remember what it was if it was in Japan or South Korea. It was an Asian country where the, the cop disarmed the guy with the knife in the subway and then hugged him because he had mental mm. problems. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean it's like imagine how dead that guy would be in America. Just yeah, you know how unbelievably dead he would be. You know? Well, that's and, the thing too is absolutely. it's like it's yeah. us
2: it's not yeah. it, like all these other countries you know is same with same with mass shootings. Uh-huh. It's us. It's not everyone else <laughs> like these right. aren't problems that other countries are dealing with it's
1: us yeah. well, and that I mean, has I to say I just, something I I, I, I I wish there would be more instances of the good because i mean you know you well, have you, we need you have, to you have, you have you have to present the bad obviously but i mean like you know where we get to the future i believe is in the positive and you know it, by seeing good example i mean for a long time idealistically America was that for the rest of the world. They said, Oh, look what they're doing. Let's do that. But now we kind of need the rest of the world to show us what to do. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just I mean, that's, that's, that's the true humble nature. I mean, we're, we're broken and you help, you know, like we used to be the, 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 shining beacon and the, the lights fading man. So, yeah.
2: And you know, if, if you can't give money, if you can't do anything, you can at least get educated. And yeah. I feel like it's sad. I had to learn about Black Wall Street from fucking Watchmen, the TV show. Yeah, because that is like when you read more about what happened there, it's fucking insane. Like, like it is is horrifying and insane that our country did this. That this it's, happened in our inst- country.
0: Yeah, it's institutional terrorism is is yeah. what happened. Like it's mm-hmm. it's attempted genocide almost. Um, yeah. But yeah, the first time I learned about um, Black Wall Street and the I believe it was the Philadelphia bombings, mm-hmm. like yeah. when they dropped a bomb out of a fucking helicopter onto a black neighborhood and destroyed like 30 homes because they were looking for four guys. Um, like yeah. those are bombshell moments and we don't get taught about them like we get taught. All, the, all we yeah. get taught about black people is like we get a few George days fucking in fucking Washington Carver george washington carver we learn about that, that is, peanuts mlk yeah. rosa parks and that's it
2: yeah like, and we don't even learn about the real mlk we learn about that oh like he was he was all for peaceful protest and it's like no he was about disruption like like yeah. he knew like if you don't disrupt people's lives nothing is going to change you know if, you, if you're not like and that's the thing about protests you know like I'm glad this kind of quieted it down, but all the people are like, Well, people need to be protesting the right way. And it's like, uh, Kaepernick did that and you called him a son of a bitch and ruined his career. Like, yep. like it's not he even. He protested like- the right way, like the way you want them to protest. And right. it still didn't fucking matter. So yeah. fuck you.
0: <laughs> I I was thinking about like again, not not trying to pat myself on the back, but So when we were walking, when we were marching through San Marco, San Marco is a well-to-do part of town. Mm -hmm. It's where all the, you know, there are several, well, one of the most expensive restaurants in Jacksonville is in San Marco. There are a bunch of nice places to eat where, you know, uh, milk toast folks go to have their beer and wings and, you know, fancy sandwiches and shit. So on this Wednesday evening, when we've started to open up, after the COVID-19 pandemic or not after, but during the COVID-19 pandemic, Mm -hmm. we're starting to open up. There's like 60 fucking people in the Buffalo or not Buffalo Wild Wings, but in the hurricanes. And there's a few cafes down on the square. There are a whole bunch of people. And like, I realized that part of what we're there for is to make people pay attention and to make them uncomfortable. And every time I walked by somebody, Like, I just turned my head and whatever we were chanting, just chant it fucking louder and louder and louder as we walked by anywhere that was occupied with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, you got to you got to make people uncomfortable about this shit. Um, Getting uncomfortable about stuff will make you hopefully question it. Um, It's part of what helped, you know, help wake me up to a lot of this shit is being presented with it and not being able to escape it and you know so yeah exactly like make it uncomfortable like make it uncomfortable for your racist uncle or whatever on facebook Mm -hmm. that's that's the thing like if you if you can't protest like if you can't go
3: out or if there's some reason that you can't join in or do this or or donate next time you're at thanksgiving And they start up with their bullshit. Don't just slink away and be like, I can't deal with this. Shut them the fuck down.
0: At the very least, at the very least, raise the question. And if you have to, like, I don't want to put limits on what people can or can't do, obviously. Um, People have to approach things in their own way, but if you can find a way to make it like, to make it stand out. Make a point. You can make a point and walk away. You can question it. You don't have to get in an argument. Question it. Make a point. Bring up a point. Stand up from the table and say, you know what? That's racist as hell. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. You don't You don't have to do much, but try to do something yeah. if you can. Um, yep.
2: Yeah, and, and just, that's... Yeah, that's the biggest thing that we as white people can do is basically shut down other white people for pulling racist shit, you know, because if it goes unchecked, they just assume compliance. You know, they assume agreement and they have to know like and and even then, even if they know, like I know Chuck's relatives probably know (laughs) he doesn't agree with any of this, but I'm going to say it anyway. And it's almost like a power play. You know, and and you have to be able to say, no, like this isn't right. You can't say these things. And that's a huge part of it. You know, I've, I've had to deal with that shit with my parents and I've, I've changed their ideas on a few things, but I mean, it's tough. It's hard to basically to have that conversation with someone, you know, someone that you, you know, when you care about them, you know, and you don't want to be like, man, this could be like, this could be a huge argument, but it's an argument worth having. Unfortunately, but you know, it's it's difficult, man. It, it is it is some of the hardest stuff we'll have to do. But keep in your mind <laughs> it's not as hard as, as being black in America right now. Like right. it's not as hard as being pulled over by, by a white cop when you're a black dude. Like so arguing with your uncle is nothing compared to that. So keep that yeah, in the, mind.
1: There's a better than average chance for most families that that will not end in gun violence. But, you know, yeah. caveat emptor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: If your dad yeah. has a 357 on the dinner table, maybe not the time to bring it up, but yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you can. Um, but yeah, um, protest chance real quick. Um, when you said uh, compliance, silence is compliance. Like I was, you know, it was within the first hundred meters of our of our walk away from the from the park when we when I went to the the first one in San Marco when the white silences white compliance chant started up and that smacked me right in the fucking face like I was like I agree with that statement but I'd never heard it out loud and I'd never heard it from 70 of my closest new friends um, and I was like mm-hmm. oh Wow, like feeling that, feeling that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I was like, it, it just, it just took me, took me by surprise and took me aback a little bit. Like, it, it left you, speechless? it was a, it did. So, you're it,
1: compliant, it, you son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I joined in because yeah. uh, it's what you do at a Your protest Honor, is, I'd like to point out that <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was I was like speechless
1: to, for the record I have witnesses
0: <laughs> I um, was not silent i yeah I was not silent I did like yeah i obviously I chimed in um with mm-hmm. a never mind I'm not gonna make that joke um but it it kind of made me check myself for a second like it was a it was a big surprise just to be confronted with that, like confronted yeah. with that realism in that space. And um, yeah, it was wild. I um, I have made a protest sign for the first time in my life. I've never like made a sign. It's it's a strange thing to sit there and think about yeah. like what you want to write on a protest sign mm-hmm. for the first time. And it's small because I took, I rode my bike up. It was a second protest that I made my own sign for small but um because I couldn't like take a giant poster on my bicycle, that wouldn't have worked. Um but you would have flown away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or my poster would have melted because it was raining on the way. Right. Um But yeah, like sitting down to think about um what to what to write on a protest sign, like I was
1: Well, hell yes, Chuck will go. (laughs) Yeah. I was, like,
0: unsure of what to, like, even, like, with the statement at the beginning of this podcast, like, I I did not want to, like, we kept that short and simple because we didn't want to overstep our bounds. You know, Mm -hmm. um, we're trying not to overstep our bounds here. I didn't want to overstep my bounds there, like, at any of those protests, and especially with this sign that I'm holding up. I didn't want to accidentally write something stupid. So I copied other signs that I had seen on Wednesday. Um, But it was a, it was a surreal thing to like, Yeah, I'm writing a protest sign. Like this is just like the (laughs) sixties. It's not just like the sixties, but you know, it was, that was a, there were a lot of new experiences and that was, Mm -hmm. that was one of them that I just kind of found amusing that like, The idea, it seems like protest signs just spring fully formed from the void into somebody's hand. And it's got, like, a clever slogan that says, you know, fuck the police on the back. and Get a brain, Moran. (laughs) Get a go USA. Um, (laughs) Best protest sign ever. Um, But, like, all the protest signs, like, I'd seen them, but I'd never really considered where they came from. And some of these people are extremely good protest sign makers and very mm-hmm. clever um, i am a simple I, man i
2: yeah <clears throat> I, my favorite that i've i've heard about thus far is uh, racism is small dick energy yes <laughs> i saw several of those signs on saturday yeah
0: that's my favorite that's one, a good one so far um <laughs> another one of my favorites was uh, whoever threw that tear gas your mom's a hoe <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It good. yeah. It's good.
1: Um, big vine crowd out there. <laughs> what's that? I said it's for that big vine crowd that's out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the other side of me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, there were some other good ones, but I, like, I have terrible memory. And I also didn't want to take pictures. Like, um, oh, sure. For one, I didn't want to, like, I wanted to live more in the moment, Mm -hmm. um, and be more present. So I didn't want to have my phone out a lot for two. I locked my phone. Like my phone has a lockdown mode where, um, it just shuts off the biometrics and you can't open it without, um, without using the, the, the code and it won't show any notifications on the lock screen, all that, Mm -hmm. um, because I don't trust the police. Yeah. To be quite frank. Um, I also started using Signal for my text messages because, I mean, Antifa's a terrorist organization, I guess, and if you're if you're against fascism, you're a terrorist now, which mm-hmm. literally everybody should be against fascism in America. Yeah. You fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> so I didn't want the Gestapo showing up and... Going through my phone, um, without a warrant, which they'd get anyway, but, um, at least want to slow them down. Cause there was a, after the protests, uh, w- the first weekend of protests, uh, somebody got visited by the FBI that lives in my neighborhood on suspicion of being a domestic terrorist or something like that.
3: Oh, like, sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but, um, But yeah, protests are neat. You should do them. Yeah, well said. (laughs) Um, Go make some new friends. Uh, One thing I would recommend is talk to people. Oh, yeah. For one, wear your fucking mask. Like, put your mask on. Regardless. Um, (laughs) Right. Mask (laughs) up, drink plenty of water. Um, Bring extra water, bring snacks, bring a towel. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And if you get arrested, do not say anything to the cops. Yeah. Ever. It like doesn't matter weird- if
2: you, you know you didn't do anything, doesn't care doesn't matter. Do not say a damn thing. Ever.
1: Yeah. Um I mean I believe the only thing you probably should ask is why you're being arrested, because that can come back if they don't tell you, then that can be part of your defense later. That's yeah. the only thing that you're supposed to be well, able to demand yeah. why you're being arrested.
2: Am I being detained? Sure. <laughs> May I take leave? a note, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, may I leave. yeah and if they say yes you can leave leave doesn't matter leave you're yep. you're just better yep. off
0: um but yeah snacks and water and um A don't take any weapons
1: yeah. <laughs> what's that some doctor some dr shoals
0: no <laughs> uh, wear good shoes yeah you're gonna be mm-hmm. standing and walking um and talk to people man just find an excuse uh, to start a conversation with somebody you're walking with in the, you know, if, if you're taking a break from shouting, <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm.
0: also be ready to do a lot of it. Cause yeah. Uh, there's a lot of shouting. You'll learn, le- you'll learn all sorts of new chants. It's, you know, I like it. It's a good, good time to practice your memorization.
1: Well, do we want to take a break or just wrap it up? I mean, we've, we've kind of done, Enough, I think. Well no, I mean for a show, not in, right. in terms of everything. I we have still spoken trying to choose enough. my words. Now I'm just yeah. trying to self police no, I'm nope, see I'm about to self self police, but yeah. fuck that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so our homework this week was Captain Ron. Let's yeah. get going on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah no,
1: no, I I th- it was I, think that, I, think we should... I didn't think I th- there was a way to segue directly into There's it, not. but we, we, we talked about taking a break. Taking a yeah. breath and then you know, coming uh, back into it. We went power, all longer but, than we figured. So yeah, yes. I, maybe I we, think think we save
3: we it for just next week. Up. Sure. Yeah, let's, let's let's wrap this up. Our very special episode.
1: Okay.
0: Well, thanks thanks for listening to us. <laughs> yeah. uh, if, if you did, um, if you're still here and you're still racist, then fuck you. Fuck well, no, off. Then, <laughs> no, change your ways, man. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that too. Yeah,
2: you're missing out on so many <laughs> awesome things and awesome people and. It's it's not worth it to live life like that. Yeah.
0: So. Hate individual people when individual people are shitheads. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at.
1: That yep. is a life well lived.
3: It's the only way to live, man. Get to know yep. people
0: and
1: hate them individually. Yeah. But. We got to go. Mackie's head's disappearing. I think it's like a back of the future situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Zoom. It's just that silly Zoom. It's
3: so silly. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Yes. I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm
0: BJ. I'm Chuck. Black Lives Matter. Stay strong. And cut. (laughs) We solved
1: racism, guys. We solved it. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) put a pin in that, I guess.